0: I say this show is sponsored by Henley, Henley. This show is sponsored by Henley. That's what I need, Kathy. I need a blowjob.
1: A blowjob you shall not receive. (laughs) Well, then, you're not really a team
0: (laughs) player, are you,
1: Kathy? (laughs) Wow, that was quite a leap.
0: Quite a leap?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No blowjob, no team player. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's it. You're totally not on board with me. Wiener monkey seafood buffet, Kathy. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Wieners and monkeys. Wiener monkey seafood buffet. Think about it. I'll think about it. Think
0: about it, Kathy. I won't, but okay. You have wiener monkeys. That's these giant monkeys that crawl around, and they have giant wieners, and then they serve you buffet food, like crab cakes, maybe some jellyfish. I don't know what the fuck primates eat.
1: So an ape with a big dick comes to my table and gives me lunch? What?
0: Wiener monkey's seafood buffet. Seafood buffet. Big monkey wiener's got Kathy thinking about dick all day. What do you think, Kathy?
1: Oh, my God. That is such that's so disgusting. Can we, can we actually do a perverted show instead of this ridiculous? If it's not apes serving me food with gigantic cocks it's it's pickle dicks or it's you know we need to stop we need to draw the line somewhere boogie kathy
0: do you notice how you came back a second time to the big dicks wiener monkey seafood buffet Big monkey wiener's got cat to thinking about dick all day. The
1: second time. You keep saying. You said they were going to come to the table with big dicks. Yeah, but I only said it once. You've
0: now repeated it three times. So I think you're monkey wiener seafood buffet
1: obsessed. With the waiting staff. Just do me a favor. Save your improv for some open mic night. And when it comes to the show, let's stick to the notes, Boogie. I have notes all over my fucking
0: keyboard. I have like 75 post-it notes. Oh, my God. One that says I bought them. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, yes. You bought
1: them to who? To the show? We all know you bought him to the show. No, no.
0: To an actual human. Your friend. Oh. <gasps> Let's find out
1: once we start the show!
0: The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Perverted podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle,
1: sex, and perversion. Recording live from Los Angeles and Texas in front of our laptop's boogie. I can't in wait of any our,
0: longer. In front of our laptop studio audience?
1: No, I I can't uh, wait any longer. Whoa! What,
0: did you bottom to? What? Wiener Monkey Seafood Buffet?
1: No. Did I say Buffet?
0: Wiener Monkey Seafood Buffet. Big monkey wiener's got cat to thinking about dick all day. It's buffet. I should know, you know that better. If I'm going to open an imaginary restaurant. Get am away I away
1: from what you said. No. N- what? You want to know who I bought them to? Yes, I'm dying to know. Spill it.
0: I, I did needle play this morning with uh, with Leah. <gasps> you let her poke you? Well, yeah, I needed a B12 shot and she stuck it in my arm. And what was funny is she had to get a wipe and she's all hang on a second. She left the syringe hanging in my arm, which (laughs) I thought was pretty pretty funny. And it's just dangling there, doing, doing, doing. That's how we roll.
1: That's how we roll
0: in fucking Texas.
1: Excuse me, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna let this needle hang off of your flesh. <laughs> Literally
0: bouncing, I was fucking cracking up. But no, I'm having. I guess I don't know. I'm getting tingly, numbing in my fingers. Not the just the left side, which is a heart attack, but you know, just like hands and stuff like that. And she's like, "Hey, your fucking B12 is probably low," you know. And I'm like, "Yeah, I am anemic," and you know, I have vitamin D. So right now, I got a vitamin D patch on, and I got my B12 shot, and I bottomed a bottomed to fucking Leah this morning and I thought because th- the reason I say that it's funny I go this is the first interaction with a human I think I've had in six weeks so I'm like hey this is like bottoming <laughs> I'm this is the closest I've ever been since childhood uh, Ooh, that dark yeah yeah I yeah
1: don't go there boogie no 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 <laughs> But so how was, do you feel after your B-12 shot?
0: Nothing. I, I don't know. I get My hands haven't been as tingly today. Oh, well, that's good. The little needles and stuff like that. And that's one of the side effects of it. I read, and it's, it's listing all the things that I am, like manic paranoia and depression and extreme cases. And I'm like, you know, maybe a B-12 shot might be good. But here was what was funny. Uh-huh. I thought she was going to shoot me in the butt cheek with it. Uh-huh. So I went and showered. You know, I got all ready this morning before anyone got up. I said, you know, if I'm going to show my butt to somebody and I'm going to have, you know, and I'm like, is that kind of like play? I'm like, that's as close as I go. That's like bottoming. And so I was like (laughs) all mentally prepared. I go, it's not bottoming. It's just a B12 shot. Just take it in the ass and fucking be a good boy. And I'm all, don't say good boy like that.
1: You had this whole conversation in your head? This whole
0: conversation. And then she's like, okay, let's do it. And then she just puts the thing on my arm and I go, oh, duh. So, that was my that was my bottoming.
1: Well, at least she's she's a very nice friend that she could, you know, cares about you enough to give you a B12 well,
0: shot. That's nice. She's got to keep me going cuz I mowed the lawn yesterday. Might need my energy back. Oh my god. Except I did get a big goal. Cool. Now, remember that I have failed all of my dreams and hopes and had to change up what I uh, sought after to do in life multiple times, which we're going to actually talk about in the post. Yeah. One of my goals was always to have a platinum record, you know, as a kid, you know, uh, that was my dream. Sell a million records. Then I realized I'm not going to sell a million records. (laughs) Or ten. <laughs> so, you know, now with the internet and the videos, you know, it was, well, maybe at least I could get a million views. And with the Dr. Dose Explanations video, it's almost at two million views now. And I talked about that on the show a year ago or so mm-hmm. and said, Oh, it was kind of cool, but it wasn't exactly my video. You know, it was her video, and I was there and I, you know, did stuff. So it was kinda like it. But this finally Mew and I have achieved, I called Mew and congratulated her, our How to Give a Sensual Spanking video after five, six years of being up, finally passed one million views. Wow. Which isn't compared to, you know, you have a panda farting in a box and it's 20 million views. Well, that's
1: hilarious. But
0: for, it's it's true. It is it is true. <laughs> panda farting in a box is big comedy. <laughs> lots of views. But to have something... That we made together in hopes of, you know, maybe educating some people and giving a different point of view of what they think of spanking, which I think we accomplished, you know, to have that viewed a million times. It is not the original childhood dream, but it is still it's kind of cool. And the takeaway from that, from the comments, there was hundreds of comments on this thing. Why is her ass yellow? Why is she acting like she's dead? This guy looks like Uncle Ian from Alvin and the Chipmunks. And how did I end up on the dark side of YouTube? The, pretty much the predominant, you know.
1: Oh, that's hilarious.
0: But there were lots of comments like, hey, this was really actually kind of cool. And I love spanking and blah, 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 blah. So for all of the jokes uh, and, and little hate mails that we got, it. It really did serve the purpose, and I think it showed some people a corny, more sensual side of spanking.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. But let's get past that. All righty. You had something listed
0: about you with a blankie, uh, and I want to know what it was.
1: All right. Here's the thing, Boogie. Whenever you're with somebody, and that somebody has, let's say, other partners coming over to his house... Right. You have to draw some kind of boundaries, right? Because you know that... Um, <gasps> oh, no. Are... What? Like you, <laughs> it's not you, what you, you think th- it is.
0: You, you It's not?
1: No. Okay, go ahead, go ve- ahead, go ahead. I'm very careful about um, you know not insinuating myself where I don't belong, but I do sure. spend a lot of time at Creative Explorer's Place, but uh, and so a lot of my stuff ends up being there, so I make sure that when I leave... All my, let's say, toiletries are in the drawer, in the spare bath- bathroom, and I take my pillow off of his bed and, I, and my towels and I put them away so that nobody uses them because I can be picky and I can't really blame anybody if they're using something that's just lying around. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a common thing when, when there's H- more than one sexual partner in a house.
0: It's very polite and it's good and, and, it, and it keeps some set of boundaries, uh, which he- I think is very healthy.
1: Exactly. So my cousin had given me this absolutely gargantuan blanket for Christmas which was I think the size of for a, a California king bed. It was huge. And it was beautifully soft. It was all fleece on one side and just soft velvety on the other side. I don't think I've ever had anything quite as luxurious as this. It was really quite lovely and it was this soft gray color. The point is, I really liked it. And because I got it over, you know, the uh Winter holidays, I was it was cold, so I took it to Creative Explorers' house because I have a tiny little bed over here, and and that thing was just going to be hitting the floor. So I thought, oh great, I'm going to take it to Creative Explorers' place, put it on his bed, and keep me nice and warm and comfy. And so I love that thing, and every bit of time I get into bed, I pull it over my face and I wipe it on my face because it's just so delicious, and I love it right before I go to bed, and then.
0: Oh no a few weeks ago. No, no, no.
1: I go to his place and I look over at the blanket that's on the bed and there are these kind of like white marks on them. Oh, oh. <laughs> Now I know what I those knew, are.
0: <laughs> I knew I knew when you said you
1: go. Oh. and the thing is i'm not that squeamish i mean my god i've left those marks too but it's my blanket and that means they are someone else's juices that have just dried on my beautifully soft blanket right not even washing it and you Not can't even... wash this thing. It can't go in the in the dryer. You would have to ha- wash it in a big it won't fit in his washer and then I would have to hang it outside somewhere. I mean, there's just no washing this thing. That is party foul. That Straight is polyamory up. 101.
0: Party foul, polyamory 101, party fucking foul.
1: Yeah, now Bad
0: creative explorer. <laughs> Bad, bad, bad,
1: bad. Now, he doesn't give a shit because he doesn't but that's care why about bad. any of that stuff, right? And so I'm like looking at it going, huh, all right, I'm going to have to point this out because this is not something I'm happy with, but I have to do it the right way. I can't get all pissy. And I kind of pointed out to him and I said, hey, you know, what's that over there? And then that over there. And then there's another one over there. And he goes, I don't know what those are." I'm all i think you do know what those are he goes yeah i think i know what those are and i'm all oh did you have God. so-and-so over this weekend yes i do. okay fine 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 I, it's look i said i'm not gonna be one of those women but i love this blanket i am not gonna lie i love this blanket and i would rather that you didn't have sex on it i i don't think that i'm asking for too much he goes no i got no problem with that i said so maybe you could just Take it off the bed whenever you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I go no. over there the following week, and uh, my blanket is all scrunched up on one corner of the bed, and I'm all, "What the hell happened to the blanket?" And he says, "Well, I had my other friend over, and uh, you know we had sex, and I didn't want to get anything on on your blanket." And I swear to God, Boogie, I was fighting back, getting tears in my eyes. I'm all, "You moved the blanket aside so you could." fuck someone else you do love me
0: (laughs) oh god Kathy
1: I'm such an idiot Kathy
0: (laughs) bro (laughs) up your fucking game bro
1: I can't I was just so touched
0: (laughs) No. no no dream bigger
1: dream bigger it. in
0: your poly relationship it doesn't take it, that Kathy. much to
1: make me happy like jesus
0: he like he doesn't even oh, you know what i have remained <laughs> mostly silent except for a lot of shit talking <laughs> this is not bro that'd be like fucking mew leaving her lobsters and i wipe some chick's fucking pussy with it that is completely <laughs> that's just it's funny that's dick move. It's your blanket. He knows Listen. it's your blanket.
1: <laughs> no, he just doesn't have. Look, I'm not. You're I'm defending, not defending him. I just know him better than than you know him. He just doesn't see those things. And all you have to do is bring it up to him once, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, sure, I can do that. No problem." End of sure, story. So he and he'll shoves never get it done. To the
0: so- oh my.
1: God. Well, <laughs> bro, why would you bro. do anything? You are just you're gonna I, you fuck know, her at the end of this side of the bed. Why do you need to move it any? further? <laughs>
0: Party foul I'm sorry bro I don't mean to be righteous But this is something Oh you're gonna be righteous He can do better He does good on a lot of things And we make a lot of jokes That he's fucking like Some weird fucking anomaly Matrix box Of a robot human That is interesting But this That's I don't know you know i know you you you've learned to become accustomed and find the cuteness and i think that's very uh very... it's not
1: just the cuteness a lot of the stuff he does i find annoying as fuck but i i also have a, a much higher tolerance for people than you do yeah 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 i, mean, at, that's... At
0: point, I would just say that that's disrespectful That's disrespectful of my things, and it's disrespectful of the dynamic. I mean, that's just one of the things. that. And it's fine if it's a mistake, like, oh, shit, I didn't think about it. No, he just. But it is kind of one of those things. If you've been with somebody and you're going to start going in poly and you've set up your ground rules, it's just like, don't fuck people on my stuff. And then, you know, if not, take a little effort. You know, I don't know. I just I'm sorry. The second you said poly and my blanket (laughs) and creative explorer in the same story we knew
1: we knew oh my god it's too funny though it was good hey i i would much i i would be out the fucking door if i brought it up to him and he said something like well i'm sorry but that's not my problem or he did it again even though i asked him right he has a tremendous amount of respect for me he just doesn't see things right away and what you know what like every other fucking guy in my life. Come on. I'm sorry but most men they don't see shit like that. Kathy
0: yeah, I have yeah, not yeah. Put, I have not put human fingernails in front of you. Ever since that one show that yeah, you but threatened you, see, to leave you the show. You did it
1: once, just like Creative Explorer I did, I did it once. once. so it was. but I've never you done it. You knew perfectly well, I well that I, I would week. not like it, and it was not socially acceptable. In fact, you did it for that reason. See, I have a lot more respect for someone who doesn't see it and once I bring it up, he's fine. Then for what you did, which was, I know Kathy's not going to like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Don't
0: turn this around on you me. You brought it up,
1: mister. I didn't shoot my load on your fucking blanket your aunt made for you. Uh, you have shot your load on the chair that I used to have to sit on in the love lab for every well, fucking that was show. More, that,
0: was, that was more masturbation stuff. That's not that's <laughs> <just mine. laughs>
1: oh, gross.
0: It wasn't somebody else's.
1: See, I always I consoled d- myself, thinking, "Oh, d- it's it's lovely muse, little secretions." Oh no, it was boogie's nah, jizz.
0: Nah, just me, or, you know. Sometimes you're in that <laughs> office and you're watching porn, and you. But don't. I never got in on the chair. But now we're distracting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've completely on. distracted from the w- topic, and I feel somehow responsible <laughs> for that distraction. Somehow. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>
1: Well, that was it. That was my blankie story.
0: FedLife.com Bruises and bondage and pussies and dongs. FedLife.com Consensual, safe, and sane-ish.
1: For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. This week we have a post by Unicorn Husbandry, which is a great name. We've used <laughs> a couple of his posts in the past. Get out
0: there and jerk off that unicorn.
1: Doesn't you think that takes away from the like
0: magic of two unicorns making love, Kathy? Uh
1: the magic of it?
0: That someone's got to go out there with that weird leather sack that they fucking have the, you know, horse mount. Mm-hmm. It just takes away all the the romance. Two unicorns with their little manes blowing and sparkly rainbow dust running through the fields meeting each other in the middle and then, you know, just one just mounts the other and it's Love, and then they make a little unicorn, baby.
1: What kind of crazy fantasies are blowing around in your head that that's what you think happens?
0: Look, I considered getting a fucking B-12 shot, a play scene, okay? So, you know, I'm a little repressed.
1: You're hard up for a scene, huh? <laughs> I'm
0: hard, hard up. I would love to watch two unicorns fuck right now.
1: No. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, he wrote a post called Making Opportunities Happen, Bread and Jam for Francis Bacon. I got to tell you, this is one of those posts that I absolutely love. It's filled with all kinds of historical and literary references that make me just want to sit there and curl up and read it over and over and over again. But it doesn't like itself. It it was
0: like a fairy tale pulp fiction. It kind of was. Because he jumped around, you know, and did other things and made things say, you know, you had to really be on your game. i didn't. sorry proceed <laughs> yeah
1: well i so the the title isn't going to make a whole lot of uh, sense to you if you because i'm, I'm not going to read you the whole thing but it's a great opportunity to let you know if you do want to read the whole thing you can read that and any of the other posts we discuss on our Perverted podcast group page on fetlife.com right at the top is a sticky called Fet Life stuff posts and i put all of them up there so you can click those links and read it and this one i love this is what he says Sir Francis Bacon famously once said, a wise man makes more opportunities than he finds. I love this idea. I love everything about it, and you should too. Because life and also life, is full to the brim of people who are specifically not making opportunities, they are waiting for opportunities. I'm waiting for the right one to come along. You've heard this. You might even have said it yourself. We know what we like, and that's what we want to have. But when we wait for opportunity to find us, we are aimed at a life of almost certain disappointment. Sure, it could be that the perfect dom who meets your specs is about to walk into your local munch and sweep you off your feet. The subbiest little masochist may be waiting right around the corner. It could happen. I mean, it probably won't, but it could. But do you know what will happen if you want it to? You could meet the person who is pretty good and could be excellent. Someone who is interesting in their own way, Full of hidden treasures, if you are only willing to make that opportunity happen. In my house, the aphorism fortune favors the bold, is repeated daily through the course of talking with my children. Because it's true, we make our own luck. We make our own opportunities. There is something to be found of worth in every human being. But often, we are not bold enough to look and see what it is, to explore the dark corners and abandoned attics of their personality. And this exploration can be awkward and frustrating, and often you will find that although something is nice, you would rather not order it again. But oh, what joy in the discovery! Kathy?
0: Boogie? You know what my takeaway from this is? What? <laughs> Three words Uh-oh. lower your standards. Uh huh. Lower your or change your point of view, but I don't know how many words change your point of view. that's five okay, but kind of the same thing uh-huh. It's just I love a post like this because it's kind of been the unfortunate theme of my life. I have had to change from plan A to plan B to plan C to plan D and I you know I've run through the fucking alphabet. I'm on like l to the fourth power. It's true. I spent most of my life waiting. And I still do in some ways. And it cripples me emotionally and as far as getting new opportunities every time I get into that fantasy stage where I'm like, oh, if I just, you know, win the lottery or if somebody just finds the podcast like a big show, you know, just, you know, they just have to be meandering through, you know, life or something. And you're just, the more you wait for those things, the more, because I think it's more than one, you know, I have thousands of them, thousands of things that I would be so excited if they just landed in my lap. And that goes for relationships, it goes for jobs. And the more I sit and wait for those, the more miserable I am because none of it has ever shown up.
1: Right. Oh, was that it?
0: No, I have lots more, but I was giving you a chance (laughs) to, you know kind of jump in
1: there. (laughs) Sorry. I agree with you. In fact, we were just talking about this a few short minutes ago uh, in reference to Creative Explorer. I find a lot that I love in the people I play with. They are certainly not everything to me because my opinion has always been that nobody can be everything to you. You can can get lucky and find people who happen to tick a lot of your boxes, but... If I'm happy enough and confident enough and feel safe enough to play with somebody, I don't have to have that person be everything to me. I can enjoy them for the things that I do like. And so this is why I've always been someone who I, I find it difficult to write down what it is that I want in a partner. My, my lists seem to be a little bit more vague. Like, you know, there has to be mutual respect. There has to be some sense of, of loyalty, there—I mean, you know, those kind of vague things. Because as long as you just tick some of those general boxes, I can probably find something that I like about you. Really? So this is why I loved what? Uh? What do you mean? No, uh? Uh? I do find something that I like about you. You and I meet together when it comes to this podcast, and we have a ridiculously irreverent sense of humor that we both enjoy that other people are like, oh, my God, did they really just say that to one another? And we make each other laugh. That's all I need. I don't need to have you be my everything.
0: Well, you know, we don't have to stop. I mean, I'm not going to let Mew come on your blanket. (laughs) That's a big win for me. (laughs) I'll fold it (laughs) and I'll put it in the stack with the other blankets, which I have done before. You know, there's yours. You know, we'll get it out. You know. (laughs) No. All right. No. I get what you're saying. I surely get what you're saying. And, And I think it's kind of like polyamory, life polyamory. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not just relationships. It's so many things in your life. If you say, I have to have this type of career, or I have to get this type of education, or I need to be creative in only this way, that's very limiting as well. And most most of the time, You will not achieve that specific goal because it's your goal and it doesn't match with how the world actually works, Mm -hmm. which is what i found in so many instances of, of my life. Now, there are certain things that you can do and you can do this, this, that, that. And at the end, you will achieve this degree or this job. But I find that in so many different things, especially in friendships and creativity you have to be flexible. I did not start as a three-year-old expecting at this age... My main thing would be a podcast that touches on my creativity and I get to make little songs and jingles and play my crappy songs at the end of the show. But the basis of the show was to discuss my fuck ups in life and hopefully help people not be fuck ups themselves because of the wisdom that we share from our experiences. That was not my first choice. Mm hmm. But what I have found is by lowering my standards that I'm not going to be a rock star, that I'm not going to be a movie star, that I'm not going to be a hit songwriter or any of these other things, I have allowed myself to become flexible and go, what can I do? And we fell into this podcast. Yeah. And as a result, it has been hands down no question, no argument, the most fulfilling, the most creative and the most inspiring thing I've ever done entertainment wise.
1: Those three things I would say are the same for me. Yeah. I think they're they're ticking all three of the same boxes for both of us.
0: So that would have never happened if I would have stayed focused on I can only be a rock star. Right.
1: Yes. And I would go so far as to say, I mean, I have a, let me just say that I have a a vanilla friend who has these, which uh, she considers high standards. They're, in my opinion, ridiculously high standards. And I would go so far as to say, a lot of times when people say I have these standards, what they really are saying is I have a fantasy in my head. Right. And they unfortunately think the two are the same. And I think that's where we get into trouble is when you, take in the fantasy that has been created. I mean, like you have this melting pot in your head and everything from your childhood and your adolescence got dumped in there, whether you knew it or not. Every, every, you know, Cinderella, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, fairy tale you, you read or your parents read to you every, every bedtime story, then every book you read and movies, all of this, you know, coalesced into this fantasy in your head of the ideal job, the ideal career, the ideal uh, mate, the ideal kids, the ideal way you look. And before you know it, you have these high standards, which have all come from your fantasies in your head. And I think it's really important that uh, we as adults begin to pull that apart and truly ask ourselves How much of this is a standard that I really want to uphold and how much of it is a fantasy that needs to be fucking ground down under my heel and kicked out the door because it's not doing me any good. Very good post.
0: And opened a restaurant called Wiener Monkey Seafood Buffet.
1: No Wiener Monkey Seafood Buffet. Giant
0: dangling cocks to tantalize Kathy's. culinary appetite for cock
1: you know i do have an appetite but not culinary for Mm -hmm. cock i don't know what you're talking
0: about you don't ever like put on a bib before you blow creative explorer
1: you know like like one of those lobster bibs Yeah, one of those lobster
0: (laughs) bibs you know with like the little plastic gloves you know and like maybe a nutcracker just to put there and then like talk to it and be like, oh, you are so succulent. Oh,
1: no.
0: I will suck you. You are such a great oh. culinary delight. <laughs> Do you make that sound? That is
1: sound? Not what I sound like when I blow him.
0: Is it like oh,
1: Quah? This, Quah? Is, this is you stretching your improv muscles, right?
0: No, I'm just thinking about how how you dine on a penis.
1: Uh-huh. Sometimes I'm wearing an apron. <laughs> I was close. (laughs) It is close to a bib.
0: (laughs) When beepie listeners don't send questions, Kathy's butthole feels the tension. She must go to Reddit. Kinky
1: posts and fucked up problems. Kathy gets (laughs) our shit on Reddit.
0: Unaware, we try to solve them. Oh, Kathy, Uh do
1: tell us what you have found on the Reds. I found on the Reds a really good question by somebody. This was a woman who is so submissive. Basically, what it came down to is. She's so scared that she's not a good sub or that she's going to do something wrong or is not doing enough to please her master that she ends up more focused on those worries than on the actual scene itself. In other words, her insecurity issues mean that she can't fully let go and enjoy the scene. This just fucking made me want to cry because I know what that's like it's a horrible place to be in you're not enjoying yourself at all you're focused on the mechanics of everything and someone else's reactions to the point where you you know you could get to the end of an hour long scene and not even remember it because you're you're too worried about and too afraid that you're not doing it right
0: so in other words at that point you're trying to dominate your dominance experience and you're getting in your own head about it
1: well, it's a slippery slope for a submissive or a bottom because that's what we're wired to do is to please your partner. Sure. And you can and sometimes we don't we don't see at what point that desire to please them has tipped over into such extreme worry and fear that we're no longer even present in the scene because we're so focused on on that stuff. So it it, it can be you suddenly find yourself there and you don't even remember how you fucking got there. And I remember in the beginning with Creative Explorer, realizing that a bunch of time had gone by and I was so focused on other things that I wasn't even present or enjoying it. And I remember having a, an internal dialogue with myself. Really, I was really angry with myself at the time, thinking this is fucking bullshit. You're going to stop this. You did not get into this, not to be able to enjoy this. If if you're not 100% liking at on some level what you're doing, then get the fuck out. Right. I mean, this at this point, the reason I got so angry with myself was because at this point, Creative Explorer had already proven to me that he was somebody I could trust. And here I was still fucking worrying. We were communicating very well, and I wasn't present in, uh, in the middle of a scene. And I just told my, you got to jolt yourself out of this fucking headspace because this is no good. I mean- I, I guess I'm getting a little uh, intense here because I remember what, uh, how angry I was at myself when, when I realized this and how determined I was not to let this happen again. And in the middle of a scene, Boogie, I would find myself selfishly thinking, stop thinking about him and think about how good this feels. Like whether he was spanking me, whether he was fucking me, whether I was giving him, you know, going down on him, it, it, whatever we were doing. I there, the submissive or the the bottom part of me was like no that's wrong you're being selfish you're not supposed to be thinking of yourself and I had to knock myself out of that headspace so I understand perfectly well what she's going through when you uh, when you try to make sense of those two warring parts of your own brain the part that wants to please and the part that actually wants to enjoy what you're going through but there's a there's definitely a point. Where, like I said, that that tips over into an extreme worry and fear uh, that that permeates the entire scene, and you're not even you're not even present anymore. That's the point where you gotta say something is wrong. If I'm spending an entire scene in worry,
0: that is, I'm so happy that you were able to come in from that point of view and explain more of your process. Because from the other side, I've seen it. And it's mm-hmm. not pretty. Because it's really, at that point, I'm an afterthought. And like, I can't sense this. Like, I haven't been doing this long enough that I can't sense when the bottom is completely not into it, that their body language isn't reading a thousand ways to Sunday, that something is amiss. And even if I couldn't tell, you have now taken hold you've made a, you've made the insecurity of not being enough of service to actually making the entire scene now about you because you're obsessed now completely over you you're in a battle with yourself and that person that is putting their effort and energy into you is now an afterthought so at that moment you are not doing me any favors by trying to muscle through something because there's no power exchange at that moment. So I would prefer at any phase of the game, and I have had this happen multiple times in multiple play scenes, that the person says, I'm in my head. The reason they have the ability to do that is because I have given them that permission. And I have tried to create a a scene where we communicate enough that if you're having a problem, I'm not going to be disappointed if you tell me because that's normal insecurities and problems with your focus, personal enjoyment, and all of those things, that's all normal. That is absolutely normal. And that's something that if you include me in that conversation, then I have the chance to support you through it so we can then hopefully either stop the scene and try it again another time, or we can pick it up and be in a headspace where there's actually a power exchange. Hmm.
1: Uh, it does. I think I don't know that I would agree that um, uh, in some of the stuff that you said, but I, I, I see from I see what you're saying from a top's point of view. You're taking if if you're doing this, you're taking that your top's ability to dominate the scene away from them, but it's not done from or a, even
0: to support you. Well, yeah,
1: but it's not done from a place of malicious intent. Usually, it's, it, like I said, it's done from a place of worry and fear.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm surely not saying that this is something that's malicious. I'm just telling you if you're spending this whole scene and you're thinking about I'm not doing this or I should be doing this or I'm mad at myself because I'm not uh, able to enjoy the scene or I'm not able to or I should do this, it's all a bunch of eyes. There's no we at that point. There's no I'm in a scene with a person and and I should stop and tell them Even though the issue is, is I'm beating myself up because I'm not giving enough in the scene. But you're not giving me anything because you're completely obsessed with yourself.
1: Yeah, but the the bottom doesn't realize that they think that they're doing all this for you because their primary focus is, am I doing this right for him or her? Am I doing this in the right way?
0: That's why we're talking about this outside of the scene. So now that we've talked about that fear in the scene, now we have a chance. This is the reflection.
1: Right. So this is why, um, I mean, nobody is saying uh, uh, that you shouldn't um, be concerned with the way your bot- top wants because that's actually, as as a dominant, that is what we want out of our submissives or our bottoms is for them to be thinking about our needs and what we want. And it is a power exchange, as we've said many times. It's an exchange. Um, but not to the point where, uh, your fear and your worry takes over, not to the point where you can think of nothing more, uh, than the, uh, how you're doing and is this pleasing them? I mean, earlier when I said, uh, I thought to myself, this is bullshit. I don't want to do this anymore. It was for selfish reasons. It was because I wasn't enjoying myself. It was because uh, this was no longer a power exchange. And why am I even here? I could go home and masturbate under the covers and get off of and not have to deal with going over to somebody else's house. Sure. So there was a selfishness there. I I want to enjoy myself when I'm with my partner, whether I'm topping or bottoming, and I can't enjoy myself if I'm not present because my fears are taking over.
0: Absolutely agree. Get the cheap erotica standard out of your head.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because that's
0: what it is. You are coming in with some, once again, you're coming in with your own idea that you're supposed to be like this. I mean... Now, then I can surely understand the stress if you're with a dominant that's not a great communicator that has somehow told you that you have to be this certain way and do this certain thing. And if you don't do this, you're a failure. That, in my opinion, is more abusive. And that's not the type of dominant that you are going to do well with. And maybe you should seek out a dominant That will have a conversation with you beforehand that says something along the lines of, hey, if you get caught up in your head, just talk to me about it. We can change directions. We can have a conversation. The goal is that we both get something out of this scene. That's the interaction. That's the power exchange. And an exchange means I give you something, you give me something.
1: I think you're right. I think uh, you have to get down to the reasons why you're doing that. And and the porn fantasy uh, ridiculousness that we all assume is, is what kink is all about when we first come into the scene is the number one culprit. You've somehow figured out in your head that this is what you're supposed to be and this is what a submissive is and uh, the submissive looks this way and a submissive moves this way reacts to being punished this way What for whatever reason where you got it from doesn't even matter the point is it's in your head and you're trying to live up to that expectation just stop it because that you're ruining the relationship there make your make up your own relationship as you go don't try and live up to a preset standard
0: We got some mail, and we're going to read it, perverted mailbox, because you need it, yeah! A
1: couple of uh, bits of mail to read for you, Boogie. I'd like you to lay those on me, baby cakes. I'm going to lay them on you right now. This one from Willie, who wrote to us and said, actually wrote to you, and said, Hey, Boogie, hope things are going well. You mentioned that you were looking for kinky women folk nearby, and I know Corpus Christi is a decent-sized city, There must be some kind of scene there, right? Uh, Really, boogie. Have you found anyone uh, there?
0: Well, when I was coming (laughs) out here, did I? I, Did I mention? Did we talk about this yet? When I was that you went to Corpus. When I was coming out here, because I'm in a city like you know, just a little bit away from Corpus, and so I went to the group, quote unquote groups in Corpus, and so I said, "Hey, I'm coming out. I'm just looking for some community. Do you guys have anything?" maybe I know we're not doing munches or anything right now, but here I am and I'm coming out. What do you got? And I forgot about it. And then I went through all my stuff and I came out here and I went back like literally, you know, like last week, I've already been out here a few weeks and, uh, and literally, there's three comments, and everyone was just totally negative. Oh. <laughs> there's no lifestyle here. <laughs> we used to have a lifestyle. It's bullshit. If you were bored in LA, you're gonna die out here. Oh
1: my and god! Like, oh.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, so we've had some community issues in uh, in in the fine city of Corpus,
1: which wow, uh,
0: yeah. So I didn't see a whole lot of potential there, but I have since I posted in there, I have been hit on by a lot of guys on my (laughs) private email. It's been kind of cool by the guys that don't read because I have a picture. I don't know if I still have it up. My avatar was me as a clown biting um, a tit of, of a play partner and doing needles in her breast. And I guess they just Mm -hmm. saw the breast and not the face of this guy wow. biting it with a clown face. And so I'm getting I've gotten like three or four of these. Hey, you want to hook up?
1: Oh my god! And you
0: look at their thing, and they say they're straight Uber dominance, and I am like, I emailed one back, and I am like, do, "Do you mean you want me to fuck you?" Because I your thing says you are straight, but I, I mean, thank you very much. You know, someone someone was like, "Hey, beautiful, do you want to hook up?" And I am like, "Thank you so much for calling me beautiful. <laughs> that is amazing. I was feeling kind of insecure about myself, and uh, thank you very much. I am very flattered, but I, I don't, I am not really into guys, but thanks." So much. For, but I have a dick. But I do have a dick <laughs> if that's what you want. <laughs> so they don't respond usually wow. after that. And I normally would not suggest anyone return any of those because, you know, obviously they didn't read a profile or find out what they thought they wanted. They just see a picture of a boob and they're like, I'm just going to say, hey, baby. Wow. Hey, uh, baby. Wiener Monkey Seafood Buffet. Big monkey wieners got Kathy thinking about dick all day. So, Kathy, finally, finally, we have achieved a level yes. of working together with our lovely listeners where they have produced a creative erotica that you will now be reading. Kathy, are you ready to read the group? Ero- well, first, let's tell the listeners um, on our Life group. Perverted podcast on Fet Life in our group. I started with a couple sentences of erotica, and then people were supposed to come in and add two sentences each until we had um, a full, small erotica. And then Kathy is now going to read that. So this is our first of I don't know how many, <laughs> but hopefully, our first and only. And only here, Kathy will read
1: our group erotica. She felt anxious as the dim light from an outside street lamp let her see enough of the table of play toys to know that this was not going to be just another dinner and movie on the couch night. Through the quiet shadows, she could almost hear her tormentor breathing. Strip, was the command that made the hairs on the back of her head raise, her nipples harden against her lacy bra, and a flood of moisture between her legs. Mmm, this is it, she moaned through her ball gag. He held a knife to her back and slowly led her to the bed. Assume the position, he said. She climbed on the bed on all fours with her ass in the air and her legs spread as he ran the rope across her limbs and tied her firmly into place. Once secure, he began to tease her with the dull edge of blade against her clit, lightly thumping her opening with the knife's handle. Until that pussy drips on the sheets, nothing goes inside of you, he growled. A whimpering moan escaped her jaw, already beginning to ache from the gag, drool running down her chin in long thin strands as her body reacted to his words, rushing fresh heat and lust through her loins. Another moan escaped her lips through the gag. This was the kind of torture she yearned for, and he knew exactly what to say and do to make her wet. The lash of the belt across her ass got her attention with a biting sting that made her cunt quiver. I don't see a drip yet, my little whore, he taunted as he drew back his arm and released a harder second swat. Taking a well-lubed, large butt plug, he rammed it into her ass, stretching her around its hard shape, and her pussy gushed with an explosive squirt onto the bed. That's more like Daddy's little slut, and she smiled against her gag closing her eyes in relief, basking in the warmth of that one simple compliment. It was all the submissive ever wanted to hear. <laughs> all right, don't hack up along here. Thank you so much for joining us on show 275. If this is one of your favorite podcasts, and let's face it, why would you be listening if it weren't? log on to patriot.com forward slash perverted podcast and consider signing up for five bucks if you give a fuck five little singles a month and you too can proudly say i support perverts if you have something to say ask or rant about write to us at perverted podcast at gmail.com and as always don't forget to visit our fet life group page under perverted podcast
0: kathy thank you for bringing that to this point, which I will now then continue. What the hell to the are you next saying? Point. <laughs> I don't know, Kathy. Monkey Wiener Seafood Buffet. That's all I. That's don't that's try have and be- to bring out the show. We will Sorry,
1: see. We are because
0: we are professionals.
1: I don't have- much time left,
0: they've come for me, download
1: this to save your planet, I do have
0: Four play <laughs>
1: Wiener Monkey seafood
0: buffet. Seafood Buffet Big Monkey Wieners got cat to thinking about dick all day Wiener, 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 wiener Monkey Seafood buffet. Seafood Buffet Big Monkey Wieners got cat to thinking about dick all day
1: Wiener Monkey Seafood Buffet.
0: Big monkey wiener
1: got cats a-finkin' about dick all day.